Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> everyone and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You're joined by your usual host Charlotte Porter and Ben Porter. Ben, how you doing? I'm good. Ch- changing it up a bit Changed this it up week. A bit, yeah. Charlotte as yep. the main pilot and I am the co-pilot. Yes. You're, you're Han Solo and I'm Chewbacca. If that's how you want to put it, that's that's good by me. Well, I'm the big hairy one, so <laughs> makes sense. Yep. Um, it is Independence Day. It is Independence Day and we are joined by a guest today. We are joined by Eric Real of Zoom Out Media. Hello, Eric. How are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're all right. We're all right. Yeah. You, you are in sunny Georgia, but it's probably not <laughs> that sunny at the moment, is it? Uh, no, it's a little cloudy, mm. and, uh, a little cool, good. but uh, yeah, doing good here. And um, it's great to uh, be on your podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you. Yes. So you are on today's show because you are working I say I was going to say on a secret project. It's not so secret, um, but you are working on the game designers movie. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So I believe it is a, a documentary that you've been working on um, with uh, Scott Alton of Board Game Geek. Yep. Uh, the founder of Board Game Geek is the executive producer, and I'm directing it. And a whole raft of designers. I had a quick look on your website, and there are so many, so many designers involved in this film. It's it's. It's quite intimidating, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> intimidated by that? Yes, I am a bit. Cause it's, do, you, I, do, you, do you think that, um, that board game designers are generally quite intimidating people? I think, no, I think I'm a bit of a fangirl. I got so? excited when I recognised names off of boxes. Because I was, I was <gasps> going to say that, that game designers, generally speaking, are the opposite of yeah. intimidating. <laughs> That's true. Spiper, That's true. yeah. Just birds, you know. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a wee bit then about the documentary? Sure, yeah. Um, so I started, I guess I could just start at the beginning. Um, seems like a likely place to start. <laughs> I hear that's a good place yep. to start. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess really it started like a number of years ago because, you know, I started playing, um, you know, more hobby games and Euro games and stuff like that. And then I was doing that for a couple of years and, Eventually, I decided that I wanted to make my own game, um, which is something that I think a lot of you know game players think about doing at some point. So <clears throat> I went ahead with that and uh, tried to make like a you know pretty heavy you know mid to heavy Euro game, mm-hmm. and uh, I had like a number of uh, obstacles trying to make that project, but uh, it's really fun. Uh, going through that process. So I wanted to um, kind of tell the story of like what that whole experience was about, like that I kind of personally experienced. And then I decided to make a movie from there. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's quite interesting you you saying about um, enjoying these games as a kid and then uh, 
getting to this stage where you want to design to design one because I I think I think these sorts of hobby games are attra- attractive to people who quite like problem solving yeah. and it's almost as though designing a game is just another problem to solve it's like a, a level up yeah. almost yeah because yeah. I mean we've we've both had ideas for games as well oh yeah. it's inevitable <laughs> Good. A lot of designers will start off with that thing where they, we've mentioned this in the, the podcast a couple of times before, where they play a game and they like most of it, but there's something that bothers them about yeah. it. And it's like, they so they, they create a game to solve that yeah. game, to solve yeah. the, the, the issues that they had with right. it. So we're quite curious because we'd noticed ourselves that um, Ben had been saying earlier that there's been an increase really in the sort of content coming out at the moment about game designers about the gaming community because mm-hmm. obviously there's your own documentary as well erin dean's currently been working on our her board game book there, there's um, certainly owen there's, duffy as well yeah, there's, a, there's a couple of books and yep. there's at yeah. least two films in development that i'm aware of um, yeah that's that's right i i have met a couple other people who are yeah. uh, working on documentaries yeah. as well so what um, why do you why do you think that there's a there's been a bit of a spike in that sort of thing of late yeah, I don't know if there's a spike or not. There have already been like a couple other documentaries that have come out about the board game industry. Um, like one came out maybe five years ago and then another three years ago. So I think it's, the interest has always kind of been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say if there's more stuff coming out now about it, but if I were to wager a guess, um, you know, main, games are just becoming. Uh, you know, bigger and bigger, people are becoming more and more interested in them, I, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So that could be one reason. I would even imagine that, you know, that the community's changed quite a bit from the earlier documentaries, you know, because I imagine that they might even have been, obviously, you know, you've got your, your big conventions and stuff like that, but they maybe would have been a bit more, less mainstream, that's maybe the term I'm looking for. Uh, I, <laughs> I was going to say culty. Culty, <laughs> mainstream culty. So, yeah, same difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm by no means like a big production or anything. It's it's just kind of me making this thing, um, you know, with the help of Scott, of course, yeah. uh, doing the produ- uh, producing. Um, but, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe one day, like, you know, five or ten years from now, there will be like a major production that actually yeah. has like a big budget behind it. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was curious as to what your format was for recording because I had a, a quick look at some of your teaser clips and mm-hmm. were you fortunate enough to attend all of the conventions? Yeah, so I went to a number of conventions filming this project. I'm actually done filming now. I just kind of wrapped that up. Uh, but I went to, I could just name them all, really. I could, I went to uh, Umpub right. in Baltimore. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. It's kind of a fun convention uh, for game designers specifically. Mm-hmm. So people will bring their uh, prototypes there and test them. Um, the public will come in and just play test games and give feedback and stuff. So it's, it's really fun convention. Um, and then I went to origins and Gen Con Ooh, yeah. here in the U S yeah. um, and then I went to Essen in Germany for the big convention yes. there <laughs> last year. And then this year I went to Cannes game festival um, in France Okay, okay. and I went to origins and Gen Con again. <laughs> and then I went to Luca comics and games in Italy. That was actually that was kind of the last major thing I filmed okay. um, for the project. So so yeah, it's been awesome. Kind of traveling all over the place and and uh, 
you know, again, to film a bunch of amazing people yeah. and get to meet like a whole bunch of great people. So it's been awesome. But there's even a whole other documentary in that when you think about the convention scene, you know, and all the different conventions and what they offer, you know, the gamers and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like uh, the more I delve into this project, like delving into it over the years, um, meeting more and more people, it's like, I feel like there could be a Netflix series of some sort yeah. or maybe like a nine or 10 episode series and just goes into like all the many facets of this industry because it's so interesting there's so many things so maybe that'll be my next project yes uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we we'd like to co <laughs> co-opted it too <laughs> yeah yeah you need to include tabletop scotland in that yes. circuit yeah you're doing the conventions so the, yeah. one of the newest conventions i believe yeah yeah, um, we had its inaugural year this year. I keep saying last year. It was this year. Uh, it was this September. Yeah, September, yeah. and they're going bigger and bolder next year, yeah, which will go. be good. Yeah. You, you, you speak as though you have some uh, personal stake in that, Charlotte. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We're the official media partner. Yeah. <laughs> Is that in your hometown? Or? No, it's actually in Perth. Yeah. Um, so Perth, uh, you, you, were, you were asking, um, we're based in Glasgow, Glasgow's a big metropolis. metropolis, whereas Perth is a beautiful, quaint, Scottish sort of town. Well, it is a city. Yeah, it's a city. Quite a small city, though. It is a small, small city. city. Yeah. So where else, you know, be surrounded by beautiful scenery, be surrounded by just... Beautiful people. Beautiful people. There beautiful people. There we go. So it was lovely, and it yeah. meant as well that... Um, because actually Perth historically is the centre of Scotland, mm -hmm. so it meant people could come down from the Highlands and people could come up from the Lowlands and stuff as well, so it was okay. great. Yeah, it was really good. That's awesome. Yeah. So out of the convention tour, what has been the highlight? Do you do you like the bigger conventions or do you, do, do you have a, a soft spot for the smaller, more friendly ones? Yeah, so, well, I guess it probably depends if I'm filming or if I'm actually going there just for yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, filming at a big convention is a little rough, um, like at Gen Con specifically. Um, I don't know if you guys have been there. No, we've not. I would love to go. We know yeah. some people that have been, and it is like a, you know, it's not just that, oh, we'll just go there for the weekend. It's like an actual proper strategic. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a bit arduous to yes. get there from here. but um, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a trip. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I'd say it's probably worth it. Like yeah. either going to Gen Con or maybe Essen. Um, they're about yeah. the same size, I think. Yeah. Um, either one or the other, maybe at some point, I think it'd be a fun trip. Yeah. Um, but as far as like a highlight, um, I would say, I'd say going to the European conventions was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Cannes was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, you don't really hear much about that convention. Yeah. I'd, I'd never heard of it before this. No. no, I'd never heard of it. I think there's a film festival. Well, so I was, I'm imagining it to be like the film festival, yeah. just with board games. Yeah. You know, and there's a red carpet. It's in the same convention center as the film festival. Oh, okay. okay. So it's like cool. really fancy yeah. and like really yeah. and everything. Um, but I wasn't expecting it to be like so big. Like it's a, it's a proper game convention. Right, okay. Um, so I was pretty blown away by that one. Everybody's super friendly there. And, uh, Luca is great too. Luca is just a beautiful town, and and uh, it's a really fun place to be as well. 
I'm not jealous at all. Because <laughs> we did, we just did um, the sort of British scene this year. We haven't had a chance to, to go further beyond. And I would love to go to some of the, the, you know, the European ones. Is there quite a difference between the European conventions and like the American conventions? Yeah, um, that's actually uh, an interesting um, thing to kind of experience. Yeah. I think like in the US, um, games are more of like... Um, a hobby for most people. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's different demographics, but it's, you don't see like a lot of families and kids and stuff like that at the U S conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as you see in like Europe. Yeah. Uh, from what I've experienced, like when you go to Europe, it seems like it's much more, you know, it's, it's a hobby thing yeah. too there, sure, but there's like a lot more families. It seems like, so I thought that was pretty cool because it's, like more ingrained with the culture there to play games, I guess. Yeah, it, it's quite interesting that you say that because I'm I'm th- I'm just sort of ticking through in my head um, all the the French and German uh, publishers uh, and outfits that I know. Almost all of them market the games towards families. Yeah. like the a lot of the you know like, um, L- uh, Libelud and uh, Ludonot yeah. and the the other French. Publishers, they, they they almost always go for sort of cartoony, yeah, family friendly aesthetic. Uh, it's interesting that, that you say that um, that even in, in terms of the attendance at these conventions, that um, the the slightly different cultures is more than mm. apparent just in the the demographics. Yeah, yeah, I think in um, the U.S. it'd be like a little awkward for. <laughs> maybe this is just my personal experience, but like if I were to go with my parents to one of these conventions, like when I was younger, I'd be like, Oh, why do you guys have to go with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but over there, everybody just seems like cool. Like the parents are cool about it and the kids are cool. So I don't know. It's just a little different, but yeah, maybe hopefully we'll get there someday. Yes. And, uh, yeah. We'll all be playing games when we're growing up. Mm. Like you guys over there. Yes. <laughs> That's it. So, with regards to the 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 movie again, how how did uh, how did Scott become involved? Yeah, so um, I was just kind of walking around Origins. Um, I had finished some interviews, so I was looking um, at the booths and stuff. Like I usually take a part of my time at a convention to just walk around the exhibit hall and talk to people and stuff like that. Um, so I came up to the Board Game Geek booth and um, I was talking with uh, some people there and, you know, then I met Scott and then told him about what I was doing and and uh, he was interested and so it kind of took off from there. Yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple as that, isn't yeah. it? It's just all lines. Yeah. I, I mean, although, although we said, we're saying that about it being as simple as that, I th- one of the things that I consistently... Um, hear from from people who have been around in the industry a bit longer and it's certainly something that i've observed um and in particular i'm thinking um when we were at uh, aircon mm-hmm. which is a convention in the north of england um uh, i i was on a panel there and one of the questions that was asked uh, was, was who in the tabletop gaming industry is closest to like a sort of superstar status yeah, yeah. and um uh, Efka from no pun included 
gave a, a really great answer when he said that um, you, you don't really have that in this industry. First of all, you know, it's, it maybe doesn't quite have the prestige of other industries, but the, the main reason is that everyone is just really approachable in this industry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when I started this project, I was, I was just really filming my friends um, where I used to live um, because there's a pretty good uh, game design group in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they meet like every other week. And so I was, I was actually taking my original game there and just kind of play testing and stuff. And, and then I had the idea to make the documentary. So I just started filming those guys. And I think they got sick of me at some point. But, um, <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, that's where I kind of started. And then I was like, well, I want to tell the bigger story outside of this group, I, you know, the whole story behind the game designers out there. And so I just started reaching out to game designers on board game geek through the messaging system on there. And I had a, like a really, a really good uh, response rate mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Uh, like, I think like normally if you just kind of cold call people, um, you know, you, you know, you might not get a great response rate, but, it was like 75 or 80% of the people I messaged responded back. And that's were really interested. good. Yeah. 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 So I was like, oh, this is awesome. So <laughs> that's kind of where it took off. Yeah. So the 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 focus of the, the documentary um, is, is game design. So who were who some of the designers that, that you've spoken to? Yeah, so it's been a lot. Um, I think I've probably done around 70 <laughs> Oh wow! wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interviews. For this. Um, yeah, I, that's probably not like a smart way to go about this, but yeah, I, I interviewed a whole bunch of people, and um, so I've interviewed um, people who are just starting out, and yeah. you know, there's there's five main people in the documentary. Let's just start there. Um, there's Antoine Bauza, Matt Leacock, um, Kelly North Adams. Uh, Chris Falkenberry and Doug Shepherds. Mm-hmm. So two of those guys you probably may know of, yeah. uh, Matt Leacock and Antoine Bowser. Yeah. Um, and then the the other three, uh, Doug Shepherds is designing his first game in the film. So he's kind of brand new to the scene. Um, and then the other two have a few games under their belt, but they're still kind of working to, um, you know, build a, a name for yeah. for what they're doing. So yeah, so it's quite incredible that you've went from such really humble beginnings, you yeah. know, just filming in the the board game group to actually interviewing well, the biggest names really in, in the board yeah. game industry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, thank you, but again, like I do feel like everybody in this world is very approachable yeah. and yeah. just like very nice and welcoming and open. So it's been like a really awesome experience to go out and and meet these people. Um, I don't think, you know, may, well, maybe, I don't know. But if I were to go to, like, do a documentary about movie stars or something, I think it'd probably be a little bit harder to get a hold of yeah. Will Smith and yeah. and uh, Tom Cruise and stuff like that. But, it's quite interesting what you, you were saying about um, in, in the movie you're going to be documenting one of the designers making their first game. Do, do you feel that that perspective is valid uh, considering a lot of the designers that you're interviewing ha- have been in the industry for a long time. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to do was tell the whole story from you know the people who are just starting out to the people who have been doing it for a number of years. Um, so the name of the movie is The Game Designer. So I kind of wanted to encompass like everybody as much as I could. And then also tell the people of in the US and then in Europe and then hopefully other places around the world as well. Yeah. We we mentioned a bit earlier in in the, the podcast that um the there there have been a few people that have um have decided to make documentaries um their their various stages in their developments. There's been a couple of books. Uh what what is it about your movie that makes it different from those other things? Oh, um, well, I haven't read Aaron Dean's book yet, mm-hmm. but um, I know her and we're talking mm-hmm. a lot because um, we feel that um, our our products, if you will, or mm-hmm. yeah. the things we're making are, con- are complementary to each other. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, helping me promote my stuff and I'm helping her promote hers. Sure. Um, in that way, I, f- I feel like that's a good relationship there. As far yeah. as like the other documentaries that come out have come out, um, I think this documentary is going to be a little bit different because it is trying to tell the whole story of the game designers out there. Um, okay. The previous documentary that came out was just about one person and about his um, struggle to make this game and to get it published. Sure. And he also had, uh, I think it was bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of part of the film as well. And I'm trying to uh, work through this um, challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but mine is, and that's, that was a nice, a good personal story. But I think mine is going to be like a little more um, broader. Sure. It's going to hopefully be something for like a wider audience, not just the people who play board games, but um, the people who are friends and family of the people who play board games. Like I always think of it like as maybe like an introduction to like what this world is all about for people who who think that board games are just like playing Scrabble on Monopoly and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So the, to, the, to, reference the the other film you spoke about the the, the guy struggling with a bipolar disorder that is is uh, is a very personal and an intimate account whereas you are looking at the bigger picture yeah absolutely yeah yeah okay yeah. and i think it as well you know as game players we don't always know what actually goes in to the creation of what we're playing mm-hmm. we don't we don't think about it and i think it does we should be thinking about that because it is somebody's labor somebody's work somebody's you know um poured their blood sweat and tears <laughs> into yeah. it i'd imagine like, yeah. well it's like anything creative you, you do put a little bit of yourself into yeah. it and and for all uh, you're told that you need to get a bit of a thick skin and you do need to learn what criticism yeah. you're taking on board and what you're not doing anything with. Yeah. At the same time, like when someone criticizes something you've created, you can't help but take it a little yeah. bit personally, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, this is something I kind of talked about with the game designers a lot. Yeah. Uh, is, you know, having that thick skin and just 
kind of being somewhat removed from from what you're making. Yeah. Um, I think the people who are successful at it kind of look at it like something uh, they're developing that will be seen and appreciated by a wider audience. But mm -hmm. they try not to get too attached to it because then it's really hard to take that criticism yeah. and to develop it further. Yeah. But, we did have, um, we actually had a previous guest, Frank West. Mm -hmm. um, the, I don't know if you've played City of Kings. I have not, no. No. Um, but we'd been speaking to him and we'd asked this question to him. question was how do you decide which criticism yeah. you use and yeah. what you discard? And he gave a great analogy being like, well, if somebody complains that the box is pink, then that's a personal preference, you know, rather than it actually being... Yeah, he, he separates it into uh, general criticism yeah. and personal criticism. Yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. quite a good way of handling it. Because you can't... You know, please everybody. So there's going to be some personal preferences. And nor should you. I yeah, think. that you can't yeah. take. But if somebody has a genuine criticism, which is you know not based on their personal bias, then uh -huh. you know that's worth pursuing. But because I think he'd said that he'd he'd had some ridiculous comments in the oh, past. You, yeah, oh, I imagine you would. It's, yeah, yeah, surveys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I got to see Matt Laycock. What he does is he'll um, do this remote playtesting where he'll get the people who are playtesting to set up a camera and uh, just, you know, hit record and record the whole thing. And then he'll get the file and watch it. And then anytime somebody has like a problem or a comment or whatever it is, he'll write it down and catalog it into this huge spreadsheet he showed me. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> like this new game he's developing. Yeah. Uh, it, the spreadsheet just went on and on and on. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. It's yeah. like, these are all the things you don't see that go behind making these games. Yeah, yeah, wow. But again, it, it's almost like like it is a, an extension of that, that gaming experience because it, it's... In a lot of ways, it's the it's the same it's the same frame of mind. It's that it's that same analytical mind that that is attracted to the these big, heavy strategic games that that is going to gravitate yeah. towards creating them. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think it's why so many people who play games want to go and make their own because yeah. it's quite a natural progression. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, for me, th and this might be why I struggled with game design is that. I'm not like a super analytical person, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe somewhat, but I think I'd say I'm probably maybe like a combination of analytical and social and mm -hmm. something else. Um, and so like when I try to design my game, like I had a whole bunch of roadblocks just trying to make it because um, like I didn't, I couldn't like process all those numbers and stuff and crunch all those numbers like I probably should have been able to. Um, so anyways, I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, so I think it's really interesting anyways that people can do this. So that that was the, one of the reasons why I wanted to share that story. Yeah, but again, that, that all feeds into you you having this insight into game creation yeah. that, that other people don't necessarily have. And as much as we've said that um, creating a, a game for a lot of people is a natural progression of that desire to to problem solve. At the same time, a lot of people, I think, underestimate just how much goes on under the hood. Yeah, 
Yeah. 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 Um, and you, you coming up against those roadblocks is a is a great example of that. You, yeah. you don't realize just how much yeah. was into it. Yeah. I mean, I was I worked on my game for about nine months. You know, yeah. I just kind of hold away in my living room, <laughs> making yeah. this thing night yeah. and day. And like, I just thought it was really interesting because like I was struggling to make this thing, and nobody knew like what I was going through or. <laughs> like my story of trying to make this thing or anything. Yeah. So your, your personal thought, struggle. Yeah. yeah. I thought it'd be a fun little story to tell. Yeah. 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 And yeah. and ju- just as as valid, I think, is the the accounts of of uh, Lee Cock. Yeah. And oh, those other yeah. celebrity status yeah. designers. And I, actually, the I think the the aspect of the documentary I'm most looking forward to. Is hearing the account of the the guy that's having his first go at it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. He uh, he's great. I mean, I met him at that game design group when I was designing my game, and he only came a couple times, so yeah. <laughs> I actually got kind of lucky um, because I I was there at the same time he came yeah. there, and I was like, I met him, and he seemed like he is a pretty interesting guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, I started asking about what game he was making and he actually was the first person I interviewed for the, for the documentary yeah. uh, Okay. in January of 2016. And then, uh, yeah, he, he's been great because he, he's local to where I was. I, I'm no longer yeah. in that place now, but, um, so I go over there and film him as he tried to <laughs> make his game and take it out for play testing and stuff like that. Yeah. So do do you feel like that initial interview in a lot of ways has, has shaped the direction of the documentary then? Yeah, so um, this is my first feature-length project. Um, mm-hmm. So I've learned a lot just making this thing. Um, I think if I were to start over like right now today, I would do a number of things differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just shot like hours and hours and hours of footage that um, – are not going to be in the film. Um, So like if I were to do it over, I'd have like a little bit more of a storyboard in mind um, Mm -hmm. versus just kind of shooting everything. So like, I guess what I'm saying is like in those early days, I was just shooting (laughs) everything. I didn't know what this thing was. Um, But eventually it kind of is a combination of like finding things that were interesting to tell and then also figuring out a good story to tell like me improving my skills to tell the right story um Mm -hmm. kind of uh so it's kind of been like an evolution over time yeah yeah so you said that you've um you've done all the recording and you're on the editing i understand is that right yeah actually i'm about finished with editing the rough cut is almost done i've been editing it for like the last year and a half um (laughs) yeah so what what's next what's the plan for actually getting it out to the people mm-hmm. yeah we're doing a kickstarter um in february february 5th okay. 2019 mm-hmm. um so we're kind of working to get the word out there and you know get people interested and all that good stuff um so yeah we're gonna do a kickstarter and there's gonna be a digital download available mm-hmm. um, and then we're gonna have it on dvd and blu-ray and then there's also going to be like a collector's edition right. that will have, it'll kind of be like the complete package of the game designers. 
you're going to have like all those extended interviews I did. Yeah. Um, and then like some extras, some deleted scenes, um, some featurettes in there. So it's going to be a pretty good package. Yeah. And there's going to be people that want that. As much as you were saying you recorded everything, there are going to be people out there that want to see that. Yeah. You know, the six disc edition <laughs> of Return of the King type yeah. thing. Probably. Yeah, totally. There's probably going to be like in the, the collector's edition, there'll probably be um, four, maybe five discs or something like that, I imagine. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Big project. It's a very big project. So, and we'll keep everyone in the loop with how yeah. that's going. So, in the meantime, where can people go to find out more about the Game Designers movie? Yeah, yeah, you just said it. It's uh, the game, www.thegamedesignersmovie.com. Well, yeah. thank you very much, Eric. Yeah, thanks so much. It's been really fun. We're very excited. I'm, 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 we're, I'm speaking for Ben here. We're yeah. both very excited. Yeah, you're quite excited. I am quite excited, yeah. yeah. But I'm, no, I'm intrigued. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely something that we'll be keeping an eye on. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys. It's uh, Josh from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast here. Thanks for listening to us. And now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for the Unlucky Frog Gaming. Uh, you can also show your support for Unlucky Frog through Patreon. Be sure to check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com, to find out more. Was that so hard? <laughs> <I'm>, look. <laughs>